0: What's going on guys? It is November 11th. Uh, I'm not sure what day we're actually launching this, but we are right at the beginning of the rut kicking off. Young yep. B- bucks are starting to, uh, young young to, to scent check does, starting to see some more daylight activity on cameras, uh, and specifically we're here up in uh, northeast Georgia. Uh, so we've had a couple great things happen today as far as most of the team getting in the woods. We'll talk a little bit about it in the podcast, uh, but we're bringing on a, a really great guy who, who chased and actually introduced us to, uh, we're bringing on Ivy, Ivy Kennedy from Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, kind of the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend of <laughs> some, <laughs> suburban hunting up here in Gainesville. Um,
1: just excited, just excited to bring Ivy aboard. Um, he's a, he's a great knowledge. guy. Uh, we went through fire recruit school together. We're both firemen. Um, he has since left the department that we both uh, started started at but uh, we kept in contact over the years and um, we both hunt several properties together and um, I tell you he's just got he's got a lot of knowledge um, about this hunting in this northeast Georgia area suburban area um, and he just does a really good job I think of giving perspective and advice on a lot of different hunting techniques and styles up here and so I'm just just excited to have him here. Yeah.
0: yeah, this this may be the longest podcast we've ever done. We go on a whole bunch of tangents and cover yep. a little bit of everything. Uh, so please stay stay tuned, listen to it. Um, make sure to like and comment on our social medias, which are
2: uh, well, if you follow us, it's going to be on myborush.com forward slash follow us. It will be Facebook, Instagram. TikTok and in TikTok. fact we're TikTok, yeah, um, Jason's favorite, favorite social we media. You might be able to get TikTok. him to dance a couple of times, but uh, we're also moving our podcast into Amazon, so it's a bigger exposure. Hopefully, you, if you are on Amazon, Amazon Music, you should be able to see us here soon. Uh, so definitely look us up on there as well.
0: Awesome! So, hey, stay tuned, listen to it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Okay, and he's telling me the story. I almost puked. Like, I had, to con- I had to contain
2: myself from puking. Do tell, now that we're intrigued. I need a meat stick first. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a big one.
1: It's more of a Vienna uh, yeah. Got a slim I'm almost thinking about puking things about it. Oh, it's uh, it was so bad. So I was on a bow hunting trip on some public land. Where, at P- where? P- Piedmont National Wildlife Refuge. This is 10 years ago. Well, no, it was probably it's it probably eight years ago, <laughs> and um, I mean, we're 12? in the sixth grade. <laughs> no, I mean it was. I'm 26. It was. I was probably 19, 20 years old.
2: That's not right. <sighs> yes. If is. you're 26 and you were 19 and you said 12 years, well, it that doesn't work.
1: It wasn't 12 years. It was maybe eight years, seven, eight years ago. Maybe nine. Somewhere Here at my boat rush, we're great with math. Yeah. Um, but we, so we were, a lot of guys, like I have one buddy there that I was with, and he had a bunch of buddies that he worked with. We are all camping out. Estrus. And, um, <laughs> yeah, anyways, we were drinking, and I can't remember if it was a beer can or if it was a Mountain Dew can. It was something I was drinking, and he was spitting in it, in the can just like mine guy i'd never met before a really cool guy but when i mean it was like full slap full of dip <laughs> spit. and i turned it up because i was buzzed i wasn't drunk but i would have been drinking a few beers and you know we you just get super thirsty around a campfire and you just throw one up and i just what i did and i and i bypass i bypassed my tongue it's one of those goats it's it one of those oh from you know <laughs> okay. and i didn't realize it talking about Two, three sips down, and my—the oh. only way I knew it was my my esophagus. Like, my, stop, stop,
3: burning. stop,
1: <laughs> motherfucker! Everything was, <laughs> please, I, everything burned bur- <laughs> from belly up. And then it, the wintergreen—it was wintergreen. <laughs> oh, it, it, it and like then an I realized I was drinking his hot dip spit, and it was slimy. you realize? it was a man's slimy oh. spit. <laughs> Flat, full, and I am sorry,
2: I take back what I said earlier, that's worse. Dude. 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 <laughs> gonna, man, this dude It's like is slimy, Louie is coming out.
4: <laughs> and I turned it up, dude. I'm like no shit about to throw up. Louie. I know. This is
0: how I'm <laughs> driving in the car. I'm, I'm driving listening to this. <laughs> no, no, I no, It's
1: there. I immediately started puking and I was sick. I was green. <laughs> Because you know just if you even swallow a little bit of dip, <laughs> that even your own. If someone bro, misses
2: the beginning of this, they're not going to, I'm recording, by oh. the way, people are going to not know exactly what you're talking about, but. Oh, yeah. Mm,
1: so, 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 did you stroke it after you were done? Yeah. That was, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, that's probably one of the worst times of my life. It was, it was so nasty. Just because now, think about it. What, what is that? It's somebody's spit. Warm to spit by. Hopefully, so bad, man. That you're just that you just. I just chugged. You chugged it. I didn't just sip it, dude. When I say that I turned it (laughs) up, I turned it up, dude. Same thing happened to me, but it was my dad's. He was uh, Levi Garrett.
4: Chew. Oh, he had it in a uh, cheap fillet cup with the lid on it, with the straw out. I thought it was sweet tea. Took it in.
2: You know, you just explained that there is a need for a product that's designed that says spit cup. And then that well, I, that's why I leave the lid infusion. off and put
4: napkins in. But, you know.
2: Mm. <laughs> so I that was just standard procedure. I'd say I don't feel for you guys. That, that's disgusting. I wouldn't ever do it if I was you. Um, I'm probably not going to. Oh. oh.
0: Well, now that we have all thoroughly uh, checked our gag reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about dip spit, by the
2: way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's clarify I mean, you he did hear someone go. Parson, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, uh. get up from up on the table,
2: man. This is a, a
1: PG rated podcast, everybody. Uh-oh.
2: Oh. Good thing I didn't bring my son into this one. <laughs> he was actually going to show up and he wanted to be a part of this. I don't think that would have worked out too well. Uh, he,
0: no. He, he, he would have had some splaying to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So we're we're all just kind of sitting around.
0: Uh, so Scott Nelson, Travis Stowe, Jason Parson, Ivy Kennedy. Ivy is the guy that's on uh, on tap for tonight for, for the podcast. Uh, you know, you guys know we kind of started a new thing this year. Brought brought some new guys onto the team. Uh, kind of did a little bit of a redirection with with what we want to do with these podcasts, and we've got we've got a lot in the hopper right now a bunch that are actually done a bunch that are coming up and we're about to start by by the time you guys listen to this we'll already be rolling out hopefully one uh one of these a a week maybe one every other week um but uh,
2: having new blood just real quick yeah having new blood does bring a fresh perspective Mm -hmm. and we've been doing this since 2014 and it uh we made some good headway and we have a lot of things we want to do but bring on people that have the same type of passion is really going to, I guess you would say spruce this up a little bit and help uh, hopefully make the show more inner, what do you call it, entertaining, engaging, and uh, more consistent. So um, hopefully that uh, last year when we talked about this, it was just us two and maybe it'll be a little different coming on.
0: Yeah, and, and we kind of have the team, not, not really split up, but we're kind of in two different segments, right? So we've got... We got Mizell, uh, we got Matt, and we got Rice, who are down more towards the Atlanta side. Um, And then we got Travis, myself, Chasten, and and Ivy's jumping on board with some of those too, where we're we're really hunting kind of the, what's called Gwinnett Northeast, or North, Northwest? Northeast. Northeast, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so we're going more the Northeast side, um, kind of filming for each other. We're seeing, it gives a chance to really see kind of two different Activities right, what's happening in Atlanta versus what's happening more in the northeast side, uh, Gainesville towards towards South Carolina, and I mean it's been it's we've been we've had a lot of activity so far this year, far more than we have in past years when just me and Travis having guys like like Chased come on where you know me and him we we had an awesome opportunity because of some connections he had to get out to Missouri and Illinois back to back uh, back to back weeks here. A few weeks ago, um, got a bunch of great footage. Uh, honestly, we got we got to know each other r- real well after spending nine days, nine days
1: together. Oh yeah, um, had a lot of good encounters up there. Mm-hmm. You know, we hopefully by this time you guys have heard our podcast with Kevin at Before Outdoors. We went up and stayed a few days with him, and we got an opportunity to film two veterans. Um, that outfitter gives away hunts um, to veterans and first responders, and. Just Kevin's doing a really big thing up there in Missouri. Um, outstanding lodge, just the whole hunting camp experience. Um, it, it, you know, he does do bookings where you can go and, and hunt his his properties, and like kind of like an outfitter type situation. And it's it you know it's it, it's affordable, and you're gonna have an opportunity more than likely at a good deer. So we you got to spend do. some time with him, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it was hopefully next year. <laughs> We've already got Illinois booked. It's already on the calendar. Oh, on the calendar.
2: This time's already off of work for Wait, that. Hey, trip. We do? What's the date? I haven't plugged mine in yet. <laughs> <Since the laughs> well, I, this kind of came up on me and I missed this opportunity. Yeah. So what dates again? Yeah. Well
1: I, we'll gonna, about I about don't it, know. I don't know the, the show. Dates. <laughs> we'll have to talk about it <laughs> of But course. that is uh that is in the books. That's gonna happen. Um we've got two farms to hunt up there this year in Illinois mm-hmm. versus just one. Yep. So okay. very excited about that. And um You know that's just a whole episode in itself I know that's not what we're here to talk about but yeah between Missouri and Illinois we we hunted hard for nine days and
2: it was it was a good time so um, well before we get into everything real quick if you listen to this the audio might sound a little odd we're experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties um, but hopefully the material and the things that we're talking about still be entertaining and that you'll still enjoy it through the whole process so if you're listening it and you're still listening it to this point just keep listening because it's going to sound pretty good. And uh, I think the what we talk about should be inter- entertaining, right?
1: Uh, always. I hope yeah. so. Me too. Gold it's not going to be all about dip spit. I promise. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. And well,
0: it, just
4: to clarify, it was about dip spit in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> nothing else.
0: So, with, with some of the podcasts, right, we've, we've always tried to bring on people that had entertaining stories or great experiences or were super knowledgeable in a specific part of hunting, whether it's you know, guys that were, were bow techs or guys that just had a really good grasp of, of how, how to use different uh, deer, yeah. vocal, deer vocalizations for, for, for calling. Um, and urban hunting is becoming a really, really big thing, yeah. right? I mean, obviously, you've, you've got a, a lot of different groups out there, that's all they do, you know? Why, though? Because there's big deer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, yeah, and what else? It's free, sometimes. But that—I mm-hmm. mean—that's the biggest part. I've been lucky enough to be able to find property that's been yeah. free, mm-hmm. and a few of you guys as well. Not all the time, yeah. but the Con- fact that you can—convenience, Con- the convenience. That's right. And I have to say, this is just my own personal experience. You guys sometimes go down to Fulton County or mm-hmm. uh, South Georgia, an hour, two-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I've been, and I have to say, because the hunting properties that I have found, um, you know, 15 minutes away. That's even though it might not be the biggest deer. When you wake up early morning and you're about to make a decision where you want to go, the thought I'm fifteen minutes away or two hours away, it just starts drawing on you sometimes. Even though I enjoyed a long time ago when we went a two hour drive or an hour and a half drive up north towards uh, and we'd have you know those Waffle House, the camaraderie was mm-hmm. the best part. Yep. But yep. when you're solo hunting, <sighs> mm-hmm. it's yeah. it, driving an hour and a half just so you can get into the woods. It's, a, grind. Side, it's a, a, a it's a fifty fifty shot yeah. four or fifteen minutes away. It yeah. almost makes the urban hunting, if close by, seem more attractive. Uh, attractive. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely a convenience thing, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. Pull, pull out, your, pull out your, neighborhood, grab, grab some coffee, a quick trip, and, and go get in the stand. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, and it is like urban hunting's become super popular mm-hmm. with the number, number of different guys. Everyone's doing posts about it, and it seems like everything we see for the most part. I mean, Georgia, we yeah. see a lot of stuff out of specifically Atlanta, right? The, yeah. The Dunwoody's, the Roswells. That whole area. Um, Ivy is you know, we we, we got introduced to Ivy through through Chaston. Uh, and Ivy's been doing the urban hunting thing here in Gainesville for, for quite some time. It's yeah. kind of this is a, his about his five years now. Yeah, so I mean it's, it's a little bit of a honey hole, I think. Yeah.
4: Yeah, well basically all my spots I really it's they basically fell on my fill my lap, really? really, which I'm blessed. Uh, I mean I had one spot, my ex girlfriend down in South Georgia, her dad owns it. And you still have access? Yeah. So man, you, that's my 10 acres in okay. the middle of the city. <laughs> so you left and yeah. in parting good ways. Yeah. Okay. The, man, I talked with them the other day. Met him up. They were, they were probably the nicest people I've ever met. That's
2: cool. Yeah.
4: And then uh, I was working at a gun store in Gainesville, and another guy came in to buy a gun. Recognized the name. I had a good talk with him. Uh, he's where I shot my big uh, eight-point with a kicker in velvet this year. Nice. Uh, yeah. Just... Just very convenient, just not having to knock on doors at all. Just didn't have really put in any work on finding spots. Now, when I do get the spots, I do put in a lot of work in preparing the land, preparing uh, what I want to do, shooting lanes. That's even in the urban hunting, like yes. clo-
2: in part of neighborhoods? Or? Yeah,
4: well, a lot of my spots, like where I hunt in Gainesville, okay, uh, it is just 10 acres untouched. There's nothing on it. Okay. Yeah, so it's. It's really just kind of immaculate the way it is. It was, I planted probably three different food plots in there. Uh, hunted out of existing structures when I got there. There was an old barn that I hunted out of the top of, where I even put a stand on there just to see what deer were doing before it was untouched. And then, uh, Wessel. I'm not Wessel though. Another spot I had to do. It had to be. You had to put a little stand on there. But I kind of. The first couple sits, I stood behind a uh, kind of sewer pipe drain.
0: Okay. How, you, you stood, how, how big was Look, the sewer man. pipe drain? You're, you're, uh, <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot of shit that comes through Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know Ivy, uh, what are you, it's like 6'4? 6'5. 6'5. Not a little fellow, so hiding behind, that'd be funny. People walking in the woods are hiding behind a sewer drain.
4: Well, I mean, it's, I was sitting, you know. Where is the sewer drain up? Right there when you walk
3: in. God, don't
4: say <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean Holly? Yeah. Yeah. Right over there. <laughs> yeah, right there.
2: Holly Chase.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holly and Springway, right there. Mm-hmm. Well, there, I'm not giving away all your secrets. There's a, t- there's a ton of places. Yeah. Don't
2: worry. I don't think it picked it up.
0: Yeah. So when, when you get a property, what's kind of one of the first things you do when you're trying to, are there big tier here? What's the assessment? So
4: I really like it, it, it's weird when I get the property. So like if I get the property in springtime, which is great because I have a time to go in there, kind of look at past season rubs, past season, they'll still have a little bit of the scrapes out. Uh, I'll go in there. I'll find out where their core areas is of. Look at the way the deer are moving, where all the game trails are. And I'll try to find, like, a central location that they feel very comfortable with the shrubbery around it. And it's very enclosed. But it kind of gives them a lot of cover. And then I'll put a camera out without putting any kind of feed or anything out on. And then I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and start feeding heavy right around the beginning of... Uh, End of May, beginning of June, just to see, because that's when all the deer—they're very, very on their patterns. Those big bucks are still growing, and you get to see that progress of which ones are going to be which.
0: What are you feeding? Just corn or are you uh, supplements?
4: Right at the beginning, I do a uh, just a straight protein. I try to do like buck muscle, mm-hmm. which is—they're awesome—and uh, then I'll mix it, start mixing in about July half butt muscle, half corn, and then by August, I go straight corn. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah.
2: Has there been a time when you you put all the effort in that you haven't seen a progressive growth to make you think this might not be a good property at yeah. a particular yeah. year? Yeah, I okay. have a, a Wessel... <laughs> Sorry, they,
4: they just changed the street name. Yeah. in Springway. <laughs> we'll have to
1: edit that out. Because yeah, yeah. no yeah. worries. I'll get I'll it. People so, my
4: spot game. in Gainesville... Uh, recently, uh, there's really has been no kind of big deer that I would really like to shoot. Uh, it's just that there's a lot of hunters since this like, urban hunter things come out, which is a great thing. The more time people spend in the woods, the less they can get in trouble. The less drugs, anything. If you're in the woods, I don't have a problem with it. Now, that being said, I do have a problem with people shooting small basket fours. Uh, and But if that's what you want to hunt, you can hunt that.
0: Well, so talk about that, right? Because being here, I mean, you, you've lived yeah. here your whole life, right? Yeah. And talk about some of the deer that, that used to be here. Right? What Gainesville so, really like, used to produce. So,
4: I before I even started uh hunting, a, good, a couple good friends of mine, they were hunting late, early 2010s, late 2000s. They were showing me, a buddy of mine, he's got... 280 inch, 270 inch deer killed at one of the, a spot that I hunt now, and I mean there's nothing that caliber left in Gainesville.
1: You said 270 inch. Yeah.
0: No, 2-170. Two,
1: 2-170-inch. Two, two, two yeah, okay.
4: <laughs> all right. No. I was like, all right. No, <laughs> all, right. No. all right. That was when they had that high fence. I was about to have to call you out on the 270. Yeah, no, no, no. Now that's that's, world, that that's your type of score. And I ain't little, doing that.
1: Little world record. Two out of Gainesville. Out of Gainesville. 270-inch deer.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying those deer aren't around anymore. I mean, the state, not state record, almost the whole county record was killed last year uh with 178 inch non-typical uh right there close to chicopee woods but it's the effort they're putting in to putting into finding those deer mm-hmm. is getting like so hard to find
0: it's exponentially harder yeah
4: exponentially mm-hmm. exponentially I in,
0: think with with the urban hunting, right? That many people. Yeah. And because it, it is great that more people are yeah. hunting, right? I mean, younger. Yeah. We need another generation to come in. I mean, that's that's it's that's, ch- really, that's chasing, right? Yeah. Ch- chasing that next yeah. generation. That's six, that's yes. A Yeah. Little young buck over here. Um. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. oh yeah, you're young. Forgot. But, I'm the oldest one. Listen, here. Ivy is my age, so it's all good. <laughs>
0: yeah, me six five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I grew up in high school I didn't, I didn't have to linger around that, that kind of
0: yeah all right, but back to the deer hunting so with, with that right so as more people get get into hunting and start doing the urban hunting thing, you know I think we used to have you know that that four and a half five and five and a half year old age class and that's where deer were making those jumps. The standard yeah those, And so that's why now it is the 120s 130s yeah but because it's two and a half three and a half year old deer. Yeah. People are taking that opportunity. To, they see that one thirty, and they're shooting it. Yeah,
4: and I think people don't understand. They they think Georgia doesn't have the genetics. No, they absolutely has the genetics. The, Georgia has the genetics. I mean, hell, we had. it there's a book about where all of our deer came from, mm-hmm. that like we we've got deer from the Mississippi River Delta that was transported into Gainesville in like the eighties. Yep. I mean, the genetics of the Delta are in Gainesville. It's. The deer that were there. There
2: were. Not anymore. Thanks for yeah, this. No. The, deer,
4: the deer that were there, they're still there, but they're three years old. And you're you're not getting anything other than a 130 inch eight point, mm-hmm. which is still a big deer. Don't get me wrong. But you let that four and a half, three and a half, 130 inch deer go to five and a half, six and a half. You're looking at more around 160, 170
2: inch. So, like he was bringing on, the issue that I see is. When someone is especially in the urban hunting, yes. they have only a certain amount of property and they only have a certain amount of time, Yeah, the property next door, someone else is going to be hunting it yes. and they might not have the same mentality yes. and usually they don't. It's that brown, it's down mentality. If it comes in, if you don't take it and you're like, well, I'll give yes. it another year. If there's no chance that's going to be another year because they're going to go in that property and boom, done. They don't share the same mentality of the QEM yeah. aspect of keeping yeah. the growth. Um, so having that with Urban seems a little bit more difficult. Which would probably be the reason why there's a downward trend. It the is. Days.
4: I mean, I, you can tell in, in Atlanta. I mm-hmm. mean, there used to be the video you can see only Lee Ellis videos from Charlie all the way going
1: down that he's, he's having to search more and more to find mm-hmm. these massive deer. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, I think, again, Seek 1 is those guys are doing... You know God's work down there in Atlanta, and, and I, I really, I, I love, I really enjoy to, to watch it. It really, it genuinely, I mean, I look forward to their episodes. Um, but with that, you've also had a ton of people flock to that area, um, and they kind of did because it because they because they know they know what's in that they know what deer yeah. are around Atlanta now, mm-hmm. and so now you've had just an influx of people I think flock to that area. And I mean, I could be wrong. That's just my assumption. Um, I it, mean, It's probably getting tougher because it's like, right, you, Travis and Scott own a roof co- roofing company. And I used to sell roofs a little bit. Um, and the hardest thing was door knocking because by the time I knocked on somebody's door who I thought may have damaged shingles, they have, their door had already been knocked on a thousand times mm-hmm. and they didn't want to hear me out. And so deer hunting could be the same way when you pull up Onyx and you know, wow, they've got... A really piece of mm-hmm. really good piece of property right here. Well, you know who else has probably looked at that? You know, five or six other hires yeah. that have on X and have gone and knocked on her door. Yeah. yeah. And
4: what I'm doing is I I'm moving away if I do try to pursue a property. I'm moving away from the residential together. I'm going Land. commercial. Commercial. I'm, okay. Yeah. Like I, I will go. I'll go look up the LLC. I will go find out who owns it. I'll give my email. Try to meet up in person before I even tell them what I'm trying to do because if you ask you over the phone, most likely it's gonna be
1: no. But with commercial, you gotta have. There's a way more to it. I feel like you gotta you gotta almost have like some kind of statement or something that you can get signed and and things yeah. that that say that they're, they're, they're not yeah. liable for anything. Well, in the state of Georgia, there there's, is
4: laws. If you if you're hunting for free with permission to hunt for free, they are not liable for yeah. any type of thing that um, it Would happen to you?
1: Or, and I, I think that that you know a lot of people just don't don't realize that. And when they yeah. these companies, when they hear somebody's going to be climbing thirty foot up in a tree on my property and shooting F, shooting some kind of weapon at an animal, it, and it's a I think I think you have there's just there's like a educational process. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a gap there. And I mean, if you're not into if you didn't grow up around hunting or aren't familiar yeah. with that lifestyle, and if somebody put yourself in somebody's shoe you got a just a, a redneck running up to you asking you to go you know do that on your property mm-hmm. on your commercial property or even your house i mean a, i can see the, hes- the there is yeah, some see. hesitation there yeah so i think you, you know if nothing else what seek ones do and and not just them but every urban uh, you know suburban hunting channel is educating people you know on the deer population and these places deer are so heavily populated even in Gainesville and some of these places yeah. that me and mm-hmm. Avi hunt together you know um, you, see 20, you can 30, see 20, 20 and 30 deer a, deer a sit and it's you know they're overpopulated and they're so when they get to that point now we're having an issue with the food for these deer you know it's so much of a competition and then also you wow. know running into cars and, and eating people's flowers up and, and but there's just that isn't, you know, I'm not going to say that's an issue, but it is something that probably needs to be corrected. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, think I'll be that's what's me. important about hunting in these suburban areas um, is population control. And that's, that's huge. If, you know, we got to make sure that we do our part to keep the habitat and, and everything flowing good. And so, yeah, I think that just, you know, that's another side of it, right? Just
0: Habitat yeah. control, just keeping overall the population in yeah. control. Deer herd, deer herd health, right? Yeah, because yes. yeah. if you
4: don't take care of these, this deer herd is going to get overpopulated. What people don't understand, uh, the ecosystem is going to correct itself. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a boom in coyotes, mm-hmm. which I've already seen. The coyotes in Gainesville, they
0: look like wolves. Yes, they do. Yeah, they're scary. German shepherds. Yeah.
1: And uh, and they don't just stop at deer. I mean, they, no. they'll hit your dogs, they'll hit your cats. Yeah. they'll hit... You know, so, you know, it, it's definitely something something that needs to be, you know, sought after is yeah. this suburban hunting. And, and really, I think sometimes we get so caught up in chasing 150, 160-inch deer yeah. that we forget that, man, we probably should take out a couple of does at this property Yes, yeah, so if you
4: live in Gainesville and you hunt the Gainesville area, please kill all the does you can find. You get 10 a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's, with, with urban, suburban hunting... Two things you talk about commercial. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people have tried that or are trying that down yeah. in Atlanta, you know, in Roswell. That that yeah. the, the East Cobb side. I think a benefit to us being up here in Gainesville is Gainesville is a small town. If yeah. you, if there's a business that's up here, pretty good chance that business owner lives right down the street, lives here in yeah. Gainesville. So it makes it a lot easier for. For us yeah. to track down where they live. We're not mm-hmm. We're not chasing a P.O. box that's down in Atlanta off of Peach P- Street. Well, P- I mean, you say that. Investment company out in Ohio I mean, or something. If, yeah.
4: if you go to like the Flyer Branch area, that's most of those stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of people, when I think they say commercial in the South Hall area, they're probably thinking Wrigley's because everybody knows the big deer at Wrigley's. Mm-hmm. They, they drove by the pasture, they've seen them. I mean, and it's just, it's hard not to think of that. I mean, two years ago, I saw a double drop probably 160 inch deer that pasture where Wrigley's oh yeah it, and I, was, I tried my best to get it I even called the front office in Chicago didn't work
2: out <laughs> <Yeah. It> was, <laughs> but was, you know how many
1: people has probably tried to get permission on that yeah. place I know. Oh know yeah that's
2: it's just like, it's so just how, like that. if you know that there's so many people going after it how like what's a new approach that people haven't thought of
4: uh, there's not one it's wrigley's it's wrigley's <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah uh they they told me that if if you were seen on that property uh it's it's not even posted that you go straight straight to jail,
2: yeah, good to know, yeah,
4: I mean, I thought first one's free if it's not posted, but you know <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: well, it, some other issues that I've seen and, and you're again. You're six five. You're yeah. you're a big dude. A lot of us aren't. Something that people run into when they're when they're doing suburban hunting is something that you're, you had to deal with, and something that actually me and Chase dealt with firsthand on, yeah. on on that property. Yeah, it is people in the woods and up in Gainesville. Well, it's it's great, great town, great community. It is, man. But there there are some some drug issues up here. There are. So how do you deal with it when when you have? No, I'll call them what they are when they when you have meth heads that walk walk up on well, really, you. Really, they're just
4: really just messing around, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Punches>. <laughs> 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 No No, I can't. Uh, I
1: can't wait for y'all to see. I, hopefully, y'all can. We can okay. get that episode out because it's all in film. I believe we did we yeah. film that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Scott were hunting uh, this piece of property on the what, what was it? Holly uh, and Spring, Holly and Spring, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um. When I say it was prime time, y'all, it was early season it's like it's like six o five it is prime time, the sun's starting to set, and you know we're it it's this game time, and then next thing we know, we see this blue haired guy walking through the woods right where the deer funnel down liberals and it I remember just I remember thinking. <laughs> Are you are you kidding me? And me me and Scott yelled at the guy, and um, had some words with him. He 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 left the property. And there was a there was a deer. There was a buck, small buck, bedded down sixty yards from us to our right the whole time. Um, and after we got done like yelling at the guy because he was probably 100, 150 yards from us when we seen him, mm-hmm. so we had to yell to get his attention. That buck was just still bedded down. It never moved. It never, remember that it never spooked. And then it got up, you know, 20 minutes later and fed. Yeah. You know Back we're gonna us.
2: stand your ground. 120 yards. He's threatening you guys. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a safety violation. You should have like you know flung, flung a couple of arrows in the yeah. direction. <laughs> yeah. Well.
0: And it, well there, was, there were structures on on the, yes. on the property, right? Yes. So which had recently
4: been torn down. But they, uh, and they were crashing
0: there, right? They yeah. Were,
4: they uh they, there was the uh what's the word. Just an abandoned house
2: that was
0: squatting.
4: Yeah, it's really it's non-livable. The roof's falling in, the floors falling in. Just the only place they were staying in the basement. Uh, after that happened with them, uh, I kind of realized. I went back there. It looked cleared out than more than it usually is. And I went back in there. They were asleep. It was a him and a woman, probably around their mid twenties, asleep at 2:30 in the morning or 2:30 in the afternoon. Uh, just Gas station liquor everywhere. Lottery t- one dollar lottery tickets. I was, I had my gun on me because you don't want to mess with the method. I mean, I'm 6'5 and I've been embarrassed by one who's 140 pounds soaking wet. Uh,
2: I don't know exactly what that's leading
4: to, but okay, not, not, not like that, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah they give you like ungodly strength I don't know what it is uh, but I had my gun drawn It's like look time to get out but you've already been asked twice now uh, you're not welcome here and they eventually made their way out and I, I told them don't go past Jesse Jewell I work for the fire, fire department i know I mean I'm, I'll run people like you if I see you over here again I'm calling please uh, all that and then I told the uh, landowners that situation. They were very receptive. They understood, what, a month later, Mm -hmm. those structures are torn down now, which is
1: a great spot for a food plot. Well, well, yeah, I mean, part of the issue is, right, like when I'm going, because, you know, this is a piece of property that I hunted a pretty good bit. Um, that Carson's like. small, I mean he, he killed him, you <laughs> <laughs> him a lot. Yeah, so, um, but this is a piece of property that I got to hunt a pretty good bit and you know, still hunt it, but it, it one of those things when you're walking in you know, an hour before daylight in the mm-hmm. morning and you've got a dangerous situation like that potentially, you know, it, it's just kind of it's just a little eerie, so it's something I'm definitely glad, glad got resolved and you know these individuals I had caught them on trail camera too coming through and and one day um, you know I had I was at, I'm after a buck over there we've named Solo um, and this buck had a couple of cameras with him got him on film beautiful eight pointer but this deer um, was was at my corn one evening again prime time like 6:30 um deer feeding and I get a picture of Solo and then I get a picture of Solo running away, and then I get a picture of these two people, uh, one with blue hair, dancing in my corn, like literally dancing in the corn, Um, and I was at work when that picture came through, and I remember being so aggravated that I was at work and couldn't get there and run them off, and it's just, but that's part of the suburban hunting that you may encounter, you know, Um, so, I don't really know how we got off on that tangent on... Blue-haired people. Talking
0: about some of the some of the things to look out for or be aware of because there's still a ton of people who are going to start start suburban hunting past past today. So what are some things to look out for? You know, one. What what do you look at for a property? What do you do to manage it? What are some threats such as such as this? Right, people people on the property. Yes. Um, um,
2: Well, I'll throw one out there. What about the ones that the neighboring person Uh hates hunting? You're in the stand or whatever you're in, mm-hmm. and they are actively trying to cause problems while you're hunting. I've been when in you the legally have the right to hunt, and they're trying to affect that.
4: Been in the same situation. It was turkey season, and for somehow I have just these massive birds in the city, and I'm mm-hmm. out there. I, second time I've ever turkey hunted out there. I'm hunting on the ground, blinded in. Uh, I start calling it's say 7.30 in the morning she has expressed to me that she does, like, does not like hunting and that I need to go somewhere else I told her it's, I'm sorry that you feel that way but this is not your land I've, I've gotten rent permission yada 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 she, she still wasn't buying it and she, uh, we came to resolve that she was just going to look the other way that's not what happened Karen, uh, yeah, we'll call her that. <clears throat> Karen. That's, okay, that's a nicer word. For yeah, her. Uh, she starts blowing an air horn every time a turkey gobbles. Are you which, serious?
3: Yeah,
1: I had no clue about this. Yeah, hey, she's uh, she's just locating them for you. Yeah, I, I
4: know. <laughs> uh, at that point, I didn't even have to call. She just they just gobbled the air horn, and she just blows the air horn at herself. Yeah, but at, oh gosh. Yeah, and that really, I mean, I wasn't mad about the turkeys, but I can just picture later on, like, those late November, early December, when Prime, really, the big bucks are chasing. What, what if she starts to, because she'll sit out there on her back porch and with binoculars and
1: look for me. So the good news is, correct me if I'm wrong, that's illegal. Fix. That's hunting harassment. Yeah, hunting harassment. So... I sent her right
4: after she blew the air horn. I sent her uh the legal law on uh, I think it's like wiki law or something for Georgia uh on Facebook Messenger. You had her your Facebook friends with her? No, I found her. <laughs> I mean, I, I... Her. <laughs> <You> must have <laughs> took her all that morning. I take it every morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, these crackheads really think that they're special this crack and me too. <laughs> Uh, no, but I sent her that, and she didn't message me back. So I went and knocked on her door. Uh, actually, let me rewind. That wasn't my first encounter that woman. Uh, on the last day of the hunting season of the deer, the deer hunting season in twenty twenty two, in like January thirtieth, uh, she calls the cops on me two times in one twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty no, this is twenty twenty two.
2: Last day of hunting season. Yeah, twenty twenty two. We haven't started. We're still in 2022. So they extended it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm thinking 2022. We're still hunting. Did I miss something? No. Okay. Uh, I I have been hunting there. (laughs) Sorry. I have been hunting. (laughs)
4: Dick. (laughs) I've been hunting there since December 4th. And uh, for some reason, she just decided to call the cops twice on me in one day and told me uh, after they left the first time. At 4.45 in the afternoon after I've been sitting in my stand, uh, after I shot a big deer, I was searching for it, and uh, she called the cops again, and one of the DNR involved says, by the way she reads it, uh, tracking is considered hunting, and in the state of Georgia, you're not allowed to hunt at night, and I'd like to have him uh, removed from the property. If that tells you a little bit how this woman is. Karen. Oh yeah, that? big Karen. She's from Michigan. People from Michigan are just coming here. <laughs> <laughs> true, true statement. <laughs> uh, and then, just compiling on the, that situation that happened in Turkey season. I knocked on her door.
2: You know, she kind of did you a favor because if the DNR came, he could have helped you track the deer. Oh, he,
4: yeah, he was actually at the uh, Gypstick, which is the R. Training center in Forsyth, Georgia, which is middle state. If he was there, he would help me out big time with this lady.
2: Oh, I was talking about like, well, see how you're here. You know, yeah. Let's go track this. Thing. Well, luckily I knew the
4: cop that came. Okay. To the second situation, and uh, he was very, very receptive, and the lady was just being
1: A pain. Pain. So this is what's gonna happen this year is we're gonna go there and we're gonna all tag out on some gobblers.
4: Oh, yeah, I want to kill every bird that's over there. She she was not happy about me hunting turkeys.
2: You should fill dress it while you're there in front of it, right at her property line. Just oh, when I killed time.
4: the de- when I killed the deer this year, I dragged it. I moved my truck to her front yard. <laughs> I dragged it to <laughs> the Jeez. No, I didn't do that, no. I just moved it right by the mailbox. I was still on the road. <laughs>
0: sorry, uh, sorry, about, sorry about that blood trail. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to rain. <laughs>
4: Sooner, sooner enough, you know we're in a drought. It's gonna rain. Uh, just think about it. Uh, but no, after that air horn incident, I knocked on the door, and I reminded her about what the DNR said last time you called about this. It's I have permission and all this. She still kn- I talked to her through a ring doorbell. She wouldn't come to the door, and it was just very hard situation to deal with her. And uh, but in those situations, it's it's. Better to keep a cool head than anything, mm-hmm. because things can go south so fast, and the last thing you want to do is get a bad name out mm-hmm. with you and your landowner. And uh, luckily, I told the landowner about the situation. He was very, very ill about what this lady was doing, and uh, just be upfront with the people. You know, it it never hurts to go ahead and get ahead of the situation
2: and uh, that's what I like about certain landowners yeah and if they're receptive to the situation they even help you out yes I'm there in the same one that I have it's Allen I call it Allen property but not explaining where but it um, I was hunting a few years back and one day as I'm walking in I see a new stand I didn't put it in there he surely hasn't put it in there and so there's been an active hunter and when I told him I took a picture sent it to him he went that afternoon and tagged on the stand and says, hey, I'm the home or the owner of this land. You just happened to be... He marked out how far the other property line was saying this is where your property line is. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, please removing it. And put his number and the guy called him back and said, I'm sorry, I, I misread the thing. And it all cleared out. But the fact was like I informed the the landowner. Yeah. And I didn't... like wasn't complaining. I was like, hey, you happened to notice there was something here. Yeah. And he went and actually... Uh, Proceeded to let the other person know. I didn't have to deal with it. But it's kind of cool when you have a property owner Mm -hmm. that does that. Yeah. Uh,
4: And I've had a similar situation happen down there at my spot up Holly and Springway. Um, (laughs) uh, A guy who actually, I ran out of there because he was hunting illegally. Uh, He came to my place of work and told me that I'm going hunting and there's nothing that I can do about it. He has permission. From the landowner's brother, I told him typically when you want permission to hunt somewhere, you got to ask people whose names are on the parcel. But go ahead if you think you can do it. And I got I got to the point where I drove out there and I had DNR on call, and he he wouldn't come out of the woods, and I luckily drove away. Nothing good would have came out of that situation. Uh, but he he apologized to me, and I apologized for the way I acted, which is. Uh, it's good. Both we're both now talk regularly because we both hunt in the city. You know, these urban hunters. A lot of people try to be secretive. I mean, I'm, I'll tell you if I have a big deer on camera. I'll tell you.
2: You just won't tell you where. I won't tell you where. <laughs> yeah.
4: But if I know where, if I know you're hunting near me, and if if you go about it very chivalrous. And I'll be like, hey, your deer is over here. So that way you're not chasing something. You know you where near is coming in. Chasing ghosts. Yeah, chasing ghosts. Like, a lot of things, like I've had some massive deer in the city just go missing, and I don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to know. Like, my biggest deer, 150 inch, 9 point, 150 inch, 10 point, no idea where they are. And that's that's been for probably happened last year. I can't find them. That's my biggest question, Mark, is is he gone somewhere? Is he taking a hiatus? No idea. I'm, my just goal is he might come back and be
2: bigger.
0: You you have a camera this year at all? No. Just disappeared.
2: Yeah. Chasing guys. I'm gonna throw something completely sideball here, but I'm just saying, we got right here the albino or albino's albino how do you say it? Like a white albino? Albino. Kevin Hart and and the rock, the rock. Yeah. <laughs> I do I'm just, have, I, as you're talking, going back and forth, like I'm just seeing, like this is the. I do have a little bit of olive complexion.
4: <laughs>
2: it is Native American history, man. Oh.
0: Well, Iroquois or Blackfoot?
4: You can't say Blackfoot. Oh, Cherokee, yeah, mixed Cherokee and Creek. Well, um. You're full-blooded, aren't you? Yeah. I'm full, oh, yeah. Very. Full, like, of full, full, of something. Like Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-huh.
0: So, doing a bunch of hunting in Gainesville. Yeah. Picked up a couple couple cherry properties. Yeah. A little little bit, little bit south. You know, Talk a little bit about you know getting that property in the last couple of days between oh, first getting out there and then kind of what we did today.
4: It almost made me rethink everything. Uh, (laughs) I almost almost started auctioning off my Gainesville property rights. Uh, But man, it's just the the possibility of what you might see. I I mean, after I shot my biggest deer I've ever had in the city of Gainesville on camera in the past two years, I I really kind of lost. I didn't have anything close to it after that. I really kind of lost my like my pursuit, the, the love for the going out. Uh, I was really just watching my cameras, which, you know, you get kind of sidetracked. Nothing, I mean, there is that possibility that nothing's going to go in front of that camera, which, I mean, do dear, you dear have the mind of a crazy person? I mean, they're, they're probably the most smartest animal and the dumbest animal at the same time. Uh, huh. They know, it's like they know. Uh, But out there, it's, you know, Mm-mm. that you're in the area for something that you can only see in the Midwest. Yep. And that that just gives you kind of like that mindset of I have to be ready at any point in time to see the biggest deer I'm ever going to see in my life. Mm-hmm. Which, I, that's just a different kind of feeling that I've never experienced. And I, I'm just in love with it for right now. I mean, I am i don't want to get to the point where I'm not satisfied with going hunting. You know, I I want to get back to the love for sitting and watching deer and learning.
2: It How old are you again?
4: 27.
2: Ooh, that's a... To have the, even those feelings is... Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean... at a young age. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I... I mean, I have like, I, yeah. my property owners. Yeah. You, like, Alan, he doesn't hunt that often anymore. He says he... He enjoys watching mm-hmm. them. He's gotten to where he just likes seeing them, but he doesn't want yeah. to get out. He doesn't want to get out. No, I know. I, loved,
4: I love killing deer now. Don't
2: get me wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you I mean, go after does, or is it only for the big game? I'm, I've
4: just now recently gone after does. which, reminder, you have 10 does a year. Please kill them, uh, which makes it easier for the rut and them chasing. You'll see more big deer. Uh, I've just recently, I've killed probably two this year, one off okay. each spot. Uh and I, I want to kill. How many do you think over at Springway and Holly needs? I know <laughs> that
1: first of December, I'm probably going to kill two or three. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. I, I probably because at one point during, I think two summers ago, I went through six thousand pounds of corn in one summer.
1: So, Bo Rush, we're gonna Ooh. do, we're gonna do a, um, yeah, a dough day episode. Um, we're gonna combine. I don't know. Maybe I think maybe we should do a contest right do northeast georgia versus absolutely southwest or central whatever mm-hmm. you know which you know they may have the bigger deer highfaloon high versus country folk they may have the bigger deer but there are some properties that i've got up here um that i guarantee we could smoke some does the, yeah, and yeah especially at a time. later so, on down the year i think that i think that that's something that's Maybe maybe we In should make works. it a friendly competition, but at least we're going to do something of that nature where we're, you know, having a dough day, seeing how many we can harvest. But, you know, whether we're, we're donating it to, to the feed the hungry or, yeah. you know, I know personally, me and my family live off deer meat, you know, year round. So, but a lot of good will come from that. Um, management, you know, feeding people. Is, is it going to reset?
2: Because, you know, I haven't gotten one yet, so... Yeah, no, this you guys start it over to zero. Everybody's at zero. This
1: will be a one day, <laughs> okay. it starts at day light, daybreak that morning, and ends at, you know, at, you know, sunset. Yeah, so we do, I said we do a Saturday,
0: Sunday. Two, yeah. Two, 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 day, two days? Two days?
1: Yeah. And
4: this I'd is say, all going to be donated? Let's do it over a week.
2: Because, I mean... Yeah. I, I, wait a minute. Oh, you mean? Hunt each time for a week, or yeah, we get, like let's, we're let's have a week, week
4: period to where you see how many does you can rack up in, in a week. So but
0: well, you know, yes, I we mean, can. We just need, need to talk about. We should
1: talk about it because I. It'd be cool if we could get all the deer we kill and meet up at a central location and kind of you know whether we go take them and take it to the Karen's house and drop it off. Yeah. Right. What's no. <laughs> <a> <laughs> <bump. laughs> Maybe we could reach out and find some families in need. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And make and you know, pay for the processing, process mm-hmm. it ourselves yeah. and touch base with those families, say, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you guys this deer. Um, and so I think that would be a good episode. I think that's something we should look into. I guess processing a a I would bit. say hold
2: off on because there are some families that will eat everything and if you process it you're gonna give you're gonna lose out some of that stuff that they yeah. would normally eat just because they need it. So the for for
0: those point. of you who aren't familiar with Travis's uh, love and affection um, for I like deer heart well, and man. liver. Oh God, yeah.
2: <laughs> if you would ever just save it, I would cook it because I can't seem ah, to shoot one venison right? tartare. I'm, yeah. I'm in.
0: I'm in. I'm in Missouri. Me and Chasing are out there, kill kill a couple of deer. No, Phil, I should have put money on it. Travis calls. Hey, can you save the heart and liver? Yes, <laughs> I have had deer liver. Ah, uh, deer heart is phenomenal. I've had deer Heard heart. Phen-
4: so I've so, had both. So it, so it's great. Why does no one ever keep them? Because mine always have Every- a hole in them. Yep. You <laughs> <laughs> still,
2: still got the liver. Why aren't you keeping the liver?
0: I say
1: that. No, no I'm, I'm the notorious for Those fruit. Are the only
0: two things that I ever shoot on a deer? It's either the heart or the liver.
1: So Travis, I'm glad you brought that point up because this year I actually told myself I am because I tried some fried liver one time, deer liver. Soaked it in buttermilk the yeah, day before. Um battered it up and fried it and it was melting your
2: mouth good. I mean okay. it was
1: very good. It was didn't taste
2: like chicken liver, didn't the it, iron that you get from it is by far Yeah, amazing. it's
1: so good for you. And so I've told myself this yeah. year that I'm going to eat I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some deer liver. Like I'm gonna keep one of my deer that I kill their liver. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously I'm not gonna do that out in the Midwest. I didn't it just—it's a lot of stress. keeping up of liver. And yeah, we we. And mean, can even, you even do that? I don't even. Know if you, well, it's not, not bone. It's not. Well, it's just regulations. They're very so, very strict on stuff. Yeah, no problem. No brain matter. But uh, that is definitely something that I I want to do. Um, and I've tried hard. I mean, you I've grilled heart. Uh, the biggest thing them. with that is getting out the, um, the, the valves That's and easy. The, the vessels and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean it's easy, but it's just, um, yeah, that was the biggest thing that. 'Cause I had gotten some of that in one of my bites and it kinda turned me off. But it was still good, the bites that I had of just the muscle. Was good. It's phenomenal.
4: Do you think it'll help you grow?
0: <laughs> hey, he's the he's the deer liver king. Yeah, oh. Gosh. <laughs> oh uh,
1: yeah. Um so, yeah, we're um I'm yeah, I'm gonna try it this year though. Uh, as far as doing it myself, I've never
2: I got some great recipes I've learned from some people that taught me how to hunt that actually brought Scott out when we were younger and they taught me how to make really good meals with the heart and the liver that were just mouth-watering delicious. Saute some onions and just green bell peppers uh, actually not even green bell peppers. So some garlic in there. Some mushrooms mm-hmm. and garlic absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I mean, it's, you know, think about it, man. Like, you know, that stuff is, is very... It's pure muscle. Is
2: it's very... Lean. Well, it's very, like... And you don't need to cook it too long.
1: I'm sure there's a lot of benefits from it. Maybe very lean. Maybe yeah. even eating it raw has some benefits. There uh, he goes. I'm out. I mean, I don't know. Am you I can. You Actually, the
2: heart, you're allowed to eat... You can eat a deer heart. You just got to make sure there's no worms in it.
1: Listen, there's been more studies coming out, and this is, like, more people, and this is just the TikTok side of me coming out, if people actually,
2: people I mean, once it's on TikTok, it's real. He's well, out here doing dances earlier. It's crazy. Uh, well,
0: you know, like I said, dear Lipper king. Yeah, yeah,
1: that is a cool name. Um, but people are live that lifestyle, of just eating nothing but raw meat, and looking that. at them, they're jacked up. They're all they're you know full of testosterone. They're free. They've got six packs. You know they're. And they literally eat nothing are you about referring raw meat.
0: to King? Yeah, I think he's referring to Liver <laughs> Well, yeah. you no, know,
1: I'm not even thinking about Liver King. There's other people online if you just look it up. Name them right now. I don't know names, but <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I mean I don't fantasize over them that much to where I would know the yeah, names that it's much. In, I like, <laughs> it. I like <laughs> <some> <laughs> yeah, add that. that, that. Now, now we go like, back to right? I think we're I think we're steering <laughs> off our course here, fellas.
2: Yeah, you um, sure it was actually the chew that you were swallowing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 what happens oh, at Deer yeah. Camp stays at Deer Camp. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Good um, Lord. But anyways, yeah. That I mean, I don't know. It, you know, I, what if sometimes the government says? I mean, have you ever ate raw stuff and gotten sick from it? I mean, you've probably never ate raw stuff. I haven't. But other than sushi, but no, I, mean, I have eaten raw sushi. The the thing is, is T. T. Are we? Are
2: is the government telling us stuff that is just not a good idea? You know. Here's a good case in point: shrimp. You can eat raw shrimp, but why people get sick from it is not from the shrimp itself. It's, it's that because the how crap. It is... No, it's the crap. Yeah, you know they have like, to call oh. it double D vein? Yeah, those veins. It's just pure crap. And mm-hmm. if you eat that, that's what you get sick from. You can eat well, raw it's, shrimp. Well, you know, in it's a matter of like raw fish. People eat raw fish all the time. I don't like.
1: We're 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 animals. We are animals. We have canines for teeth. We are animals. We're designed to eat meat. Mm-hmm. You know. I, again, it sounds like I eat raw food, but I don't. <laughs> I have never, other than
2: sushi, and I do love sushi. So that's but, what the, the whole thing is. This season, it, you're going to try it raw. Well, no. Raw I don't know. whole deer. A whole, A whole deer. deer. Whole, 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 whole Ass deer. and all.
1: If I, kill, if I kill 140 plus, I will eat some raw, some raw liver from it. That is my word to this podcast. All right. Uh, um, but <laughs> it's got to be 140 plus. Yeah,
0: 139 point. It's gonna be three years from oh, now, got, and
1: he's gonna have a deer on the wall. I'll be like, "Where's that deer from?" Is like, "Don't don't worry about it." <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you gotta wonder if what the what they're telling us is is it all facts? I mean, you know, will, will you? I don't know. That's to be determined, I guess. But there are people out there that do eat raw diets and are thriving. Yeah. With it and the the they health- just do not take into everything that the mainstream media and the governments and the doctors tell you the, and the
0: healthiest and best I ever felt was the year that I ate nothing but deer meat and eggs and like fr- fresh carnivore diet? I mean it, I, kind of but I mean but I I, I I did eat vegetables and all that but most of them were for from my neighbor yeah. down the street right I mean m- the majority of everything I ate was organic, That's well,
1: right? it, how we were designed, yeah. right? We were not designed to eat McDonald's. I don't sure, care what
0: I, you say. That Zaxby's
1: the other day was fire. I eat Zaxby's at night for <laughs> <seconds>. so,
0: <laughs> Did you eat Zaxby's? No. Yeah. He shows up, he's like, sorry, I was eating Zaxby's. I literally had Zaxby's in my hand.
1: We were, but we were not, I don't care where you are, how, I don't care what you believe, we were not designed to eat fried chicken and all this fast food. It's good. We love it. But where, where is it well, – well, unless it's – right. If it's, pro- if it's not processed, right? If it's, like, organic, you killed that chicken out of your yard. But, like, the stuff – do we really know what goes in our food and what our food goes through oh. that we're putting in our bodies? Yeah, like, not. you can put a M- McDonald's hamburger in the, in the cabinet. And a year later, we did it at the fire station as a test, of a single cheeseburger – Put it in the cabinet I in the it. Uh, put it in the cabinet in the fire station and it looked the same a year later I'll give you 10 the bucks cheese was eat. the same color everything was the same That's so, so disgusting. I mean are we really designed to eat that kind of stuff Is it really no. good for us? No no
2: so in that mindset then why do you feed the deer corn? I'm actually. Because going that's to a... that's cutting into the idea. You're not really truly eating organic because they're not constantly eating natural wildlife. But corn, corn is natural. But it's not a nat. It doesn't. Have, it's a by bat. Uh, we call a byproduct that does not do anything other than fatten them up. It does. It's not good for our bodies. Yet they we're feeding it to them and we're eating them. So
0: all, all I all uh, I can tell you is that that backstrap that I ate off of that dough from, from Missouri. <laughs> Listen, if you've if you've never eaten a Midwest deer before that eats nothing but soybean and corn, yeah, there's a difference. There is, and so there's Travis, to your point, I'm not saying it
2: tastes good. No, I'm just stating no. that it's well, there's here, a fact listen, of nutrition. Listen,
1: right. So that my my argument of that is, being hunting in the Midwest, so I've only done two top two years in a row. I can tell you that the deer up there and their their diet is corn, beans, acorns. That mm-hmm. is their diet. Maybe some forage. But you go up there, once you hit about Kentucky, you're gonna see nothing but cornfields and bean yeah. fields. That is their diet. I can promise you, a two and a half year old deer up there it's double the size of a two-and-a-half-year-old deer year.
2: Because it fattens them up. And because think, of the diet. But it's, the corn you're buying here is not – it's just a, a big feed that they're just throwing together and you're tossing out that you don't know if it's you know – it's got natural water. It doesn't – if it doesn't have any like uh, preservatives or so uh, it's, pesticides. I actually, there's a lot of crap that might be in those things that is now eating – the deer eating and then you're – But it's, it's, the,
0: it's the same exact thing that they're eating. Up there yeah. right and whether one because the the corn they're eating there aren't isn't even necessarily corn. Is it corn that the, we yeah. eat? Right. It's not the they're, corn that's
1: yeah. grown up there majority of the time is just corn used for bio, feed. Bio,
2: bio but that's feed. there. Here this is you're sick. feeding them corn that is probably just processed somewhere and you have no idea what's going through it. So, and so I actually, that's the part where I always I still struggle with when throwing out corn. I'm good with like mineral blocks or yeah. feed, of like some sort of nutrients, but when it comes to the corn, even though I I uh, can contest that I do throw the corn out, I still struggle with the idea of like, am I truly having organic meat when I'm throwing stuff that's not organic right there? So me and my wife and my sister
4: and my brother-in-law, we started this chicken business where we uh, pasture-raised chickens uh, in a chicken tractor. We move them every day, feed them no, no soy, no corn diets. So that got me in touch with a company called Rasaka. Rasaka is in uh, right below Calhoun. They do all organic corn. Okay. And I bought two tons, or not two tons, 2,000 pounds from them at the beginning of the year of non-GMO, all organic, all farmed right there on their farm. Okay. Uh, And it was, I mean, the way corn prices are going up, it's very par with everything else. I mean, it was not outrageous. Uh, I think it was like $250 for a ton. Okay. Which isn't bad.
0: No, it's not bad at all. Yeah.
4: But the only thing that sucked was I had to drive there. And I was already going to pick up chicken feed.
2: So. Well, it's like, I still think it's the thing that comes in, and this is my argument, it comes back every single time. You can have wild fish, right? Alaskan was a sake uh, salmon. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can have farm raised. There is a complete difference yeah. when it comes to the ecosystem of natural eating uh-huh. and farm-raised mm-hmm. fish. When you have, we go to like, they have all the trout and everything, it's farm-raised and dropped in. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you look at natural food versus farm-raised mm-hmm. or throwing corn or something in the area that's not natural there, if you eat, they're the deer that's eating natural, it's around, they're not going to be naturally big. They're not going to be big, maybe rare. But if you're throwing the stuff that's not natural in there, you're not truly eating organic.
0: Yeah, but the the thing is with with feeding deer corn, right? We owe minus Mister, you know, six thousand pounds of corn over here. Yeah, so
3: yeah, Look, it's only
4: because it's, it's, I had to hook up with a yeah. farmer. Mo, most of us are what throwing
3: out. <laughs> yeah, to most, hook up with the it's it's not up. <laughs> farmer. <It's>, it, up <laughs> it's, it's such right. a small portion
0: a of the diet that I don't.
1: I would not call it unnatural.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think them eating corn that we're putting out affects their genetics right their health or their wellness or anything they're they're not eating that enough it's not they're like they're bulking up from it not i mean not when it's 50 when you're doing 50 not pounds when you're spending
1: 10 dollars a bag a yeah.
3: you know, 40 pound bag they are not bulking it's up more on like my phone because i a supplement yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's but just that goes back
2: to the argument it's like i'm eating natural organic food bullshit you're not. You're you're bringing them in. You're throwing stuff that they're not naturally ready to eat. They're gonna eat it because they like the fla- the flavor and the smell, and you get the deer. But and ultimately, it's not truly natural. Now that, I would that's rather true my, them my
4: than some of this uh, protein feed. Mm-hmm. Then you like that, say
2: you threw a protein feed out.
4: I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's very like it's. I don't do as much as I do. Okay. You know, corn's my primary source. You know. I struggle uh, with it. I, again,
2: yeah. I'm throwing it out there because I know that it draws them in. But I still in my head struggle with the idea. And it's not like where I'm, I'm going to be purist. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'll throw it out. But I still have in my head that it's just – I can't turn around saying I'm eating 100% organic. Because I fully know that if I killed them and they came out in this area and that they've eaten the corn enough, it's bullshit. And I'm just lying to the people that are like, we're not truly being honest with the people. They're like, yeah. are you eating? Why are you hunting? Oh, because it's organic meat. Bullshit. It's not. It's still organic
0: though, right? Because their their deer are genetically designed to eat that,
2: right? Whether that's
0: whether that's there or not, right? The corn, all it is is. A, it's, a bit, it's it's So a bit. what it's about it's a a process. Process.
1: It's, it's a But what about process. so what yeah. about a chicken and your chicken coop? I, so you throw a chicken feed is that naturally that's organic? That's the same for situation
2: that? I deal with. If you, you buy a chicken from like a regular grocery store, they're just massively huge. They are not. That is clearly not natural. A chicken natural breast is small and like no, dinky. Right. right. So you're fine. Like, I know you can go to like a Chinese. I don't even know down the street. And you can buy five dollar chickens. It's just huge stuff. Like this was great until I realized they're, you know, putting something in it to make it bigger. Well, really, they it depends pump on them the bird. full of they pump full of hormones.
1: But it's just not- I'm referring to your 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 chicken at your house, right? My my chicken that I have at my house that I'm feeding that is I raised from an egg, to now it is a hen or a rooster. Mm-hmm. You you're feeding chicken feed. I mean, what else are they going to eat to be in order just to keep that organic? Well, status. Great for example
0: right so cross street right we got yeah. the, we got the the my chicken friends cross street uh, yeah.
2: 300 chickens you would you would love to eat at me right what their chickens Yeah. i haven't i mean i would think but i don't know so, what they are so what
0: what they feed them is just all the scraps that they have left over all the when they, when their when their corn when their corn didn't grow like they would they the way they thought it would they just Gave all the corn to the chickens. Grain it up. Yeah. Grain, grain it up. Give it to the chickens. Yeah, it's still natural. It's not like the corn that we're feeding deer is going yeah. through a massive, you know, over-processing phase. I don't it's think literally... it is
1: because I think they're gonna they're not gonna go through too much processing mm-hmm. because that's gonna cost them money. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna the they're nice gonna the they're butt. gonna take it off of the off of the. They're gonna shuck it, Call put it in a bag, bag on and ship that. it because it's gonna cost more money. And there's which we all know. I mean, I remember when deer corn was you no, know, $5, Lord. $6 not, for a 50 pound bag. Yeah, not, not you anymore. Where you could anymore. six thousand. thanks to Joe Biden. <laughs> I can't hardly afford to feed my deer corn. But, uh... Yeah. yeah, my deer
4: are hungry now.
1: Actually, so, you
2: should think about it. He should be paying for it because that's supporting the lifespan of these deer that don't have the ability to eat themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, they need to have the support from yeah. the government. Are so you saying
4: food stamps for deer? Yeah. Food stamps
2: oh. for deer. See?
3: Mm. Oh, yeah. I like And, then, it. and it'd up. be
2: like, you know, Joe Biden put those little stickers. I did that. <laughs> he sure enough did. You shoot you
0: shoot your 140 this year, you got to put a, uh, a Let's Go brandon sticker on it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I'm sorry I got on the tangent, but we, we got into something. I'm, I'm always a heated moment when I think of it's not truly organic anymore. In my mind, it's not. I could be wrong. I'll be more than happy to have anybody explain reasoning why I'm wrong, but I still don't think it, we should say it's truly organic.
1: This is a challenge for anybody to come on here and debate.
2: Debate? Debate it.
1: I don't think I get lost in the organic thing as I do. It's the best meat that I can probably, I'm telling you body. that,
0: that I can't, I can't even describe the difference between every backstrap I've had yeah. and that backstrap I had from up there. Color looked different, you know, fat content was different. Taste just,
4: well, I mean, you get, they're much heavier. Mm-hmm. I mean, my deer, when I, after I weighed it, it was like 160 pounds. Now down there, when South Georgia, when you kill a deer, you're looking more around the 200 range. Mm-hmm. I mean, because uh, my family owns some land down there, and it's next to a peanut farm. When they kill the deer, they they've been eating peanuts their whole life, mm-hmm. and they're just massive, just great. They don't have big horns because Florida hunters hunt down there, and <laughs> you know what they do? They, they do what they do best. Sounds like Vietnam every morning. Brown is down. Uh, better believe it. <laughs> Sorry if we have anybody listening from Florida. No yeah. offense. Yeah, quit, quit shooting small deer. Hey,
2: you know, you got to think about it. They're having some struggles with just surviving down there. They're taking whatever they can.
4: Florida's doing great.
2: They got an awesome governor. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: We're not going to get into politics tonight. But, um, oh. Yeah. We're well, not
2: the best masturbators. Master debaters. Um, I wow. I just said it wrong. Wow! Master wow. debaters. <laughs> master debaters. <laughs> no, wow. master debaters. <clears throat> debaters. I don't know. Oh, like, master debaters. So hunting. Yeah. So we, we all. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the, the, this podcast obviously going to come out a, a little while later, but kind of what the weather patterns look like lately. It's really been raining and and some pretty pretty good wind gusts. You know, we had you know thirty forty mile an hour wind gusts pretty solidly for. In, you know the last 24 hours up till us getting in the stand today um, that and we're, we're right here where we're yeah. starting to see we're starting to see chasing on trail cameras we're starting to see mm-hmm. some different bucks show yeah. up so it's it's kind of at that point where it's about to kick off so we kind of all figured you know weather pattern between you know the rain being raining for 24 hours with high wind with the temperature starting to drop and a front moving in. And the
4: perfect moon phase.
0: And a great, great moon phase. We really thought today would probably be that day um, that we'd really start seeing a lot more activity. So pretty much all of us got in the woods tonight. Yeah, you know, Jason hit, hit, hit a spot that we we have, saw 10, 15 does. Uh, I, had a, I had a couple bucks on camera on the other side of the property that, that were pinging me while he's in the stand. Uh, Travis got in and, and saw a bunch of does. Saw a buck. Yeah,
2: we saw mm-hmm. uh, two does walking in. Five minutes got in, and then later, as night was about to hit, a buck and then five does, and just it's crazy.
0: Yeah, and, that, and the buck actually oh, started yeah. push, pushing the does around. It was yeah. the first
2: time my son got to see uh, a doe actually, or a buck actually do that. He thought it was the coolest thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then me and uh, uh, me and Ivy got down to one of his new properties he just got, where he saw some bucks fighting a couple of days ago. Um, well, I mean, we got it, We got him pretty early. Got it. Got a stand hung. Got up in it. Got quiet. Uh, saw what three, six, seven, eight. I saw what nine, nine does. Yeah. And then um, had, a, had a decent little 100, yeah. 120 inch buck come through. But I mean, honestly, if you look back at that video, like he's he's walking through a little stiff legged. Yeah. Right. I mean, he he really is, he he made that big scrape, but just yeah. down below us. And then as he's kind of walking through, walking past us. Stiff leg, black hawks, nose up. And so, I, I mean, they're really starting to kick, kick off here.
4: Yeah, um, hopefully, this, this cold weather, this front pushing in hard and fast as it is, really get big bucks on their feet.
0: That's the. I, I, I
2: want big bucks to come back. I have yeah, got, so far, I've only been seeing small ones. Someone's going after a big double drop.
0: One of, one of my buddies just texted, uh, he's going after a big double uh, big double drop tide. And everyone's trying to figure out if he got permission on the, uh, the property where we think he can kill it at.
2: Random topic, because it's, this happened today. We were in the uh, woods, you probably experienced it, high winds. Mm-hmm. Something, my son brought this up and I didn't really quite know how to answer it. So I was in a tree saddle and he right. was on a lock on, or lock on. And the trees are swaying back and forth pretty heavily.
3: Yeah.
2: He's not been on that high in a tree. And this is his second yeah. year potentially. I guess his third year going and hunting with me. Yeah. Did
0: you tell him suck it up, Buttercup?
2: Oh, he was fine. He just said, "What happens?" Because <laughs> okay. there's trees all over. Oh yeah. Falling down. And why do you keep touching them? We're just, we just spent, spent, we nine, spent days nine days. Here. Bro. <laughs> Broke that <laughs> <back> mountain <laughs> here. Um, Boy, romance going on. Yeah, Howdy. <laughs> but so he brought it up he was like there are other trees that have fallen right in front of us welcome to my biggest fear and so his <laughs> question was I was a little scared. What did did you do
0: you see my tree today I didn't realize this till after I got up my tree literally goes out of the ground and goes up and the whole left side of his hollow yeah so yeah. my mm. thought was like
2: how is, I didn't know exactly the best way to explain it to him because I honestly never thought of it yeah what if you're in the tree and it's the tree that's about to go down that's why I'm I never to, I never get in a pine. Yeah. But I wasn't in a pine. So just. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But let's throw it. What would you do? If you're in it and you're locked on. I don't know if you're using a lock on a tree saddle. Tree saddle. You're locked in a different way. You don't have just like. well, oh, I'm falling. Let me just mm. unattach myself and jump. You're a lock on right. you sometimes can have. If you it's, do carry. It, it uh, sounds dumb.
0: Realize. But every time I get into a tree. I evaluate the. Yeah. WTF moment. Of hey. If. This starts going down. What's my what, Yeah, I go through a game plan of one. And honestly, from a saddle, you're in a better position from a saddle to you turn around and ride get, that
4: thing better. Well, not just
0: that, so you're a better chance to get off the street because a lot of times, like I had a tree. And prime example, this tree we're in tonight, yeah, made up my plan. There was a tree directly to my left that was a you know, yeah. six inch diameter tree, it could support me, not a big deal. But from a saddle, I'm facing the tree. And all I have to do is click because I'm, I'm so I run I run one of the old Trophy lines, uh, Trophy line tree saddles that has a clasp on the top. And, and your OG. Yep, I'm, I'm OG on Trophy line. Yeah. But the uh, the the rope comes actually around the bridge, so you have a full circle loop. It has a clasp at the top. If I feel like that tree is going, I can reach up, unclasp that, and turn and jump. If you're in a lock-on, I, I'll give you you're that. tethered in behind you. So if something starts happening, you're fumbling around trying to get your yeah. carabiner to get it over to get it unlooped. You're in a better position to, to evacuate a tree from a saddle than you are from a, from
2: a lock-on. In my opinion. I, I agree. I just it's that moment that's of funny we like, talk about this though. That's like a. a what do you call it? A flight or fight kind of scenario. Yeah, you know it's going down, but you have to be already aware that if it does go down, you have to be thinking about that. If you let's say there's a buff or a doe coming in, you're already at full draw and that's starting to happen. You gotta think about what's what do you oh, do? Oh shooting deer. Yeah. Oh, you know oh you be out. Out. Yeah, you gotta be able to shoot and move.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie. So where where my tree was, <laughs> my thought process was if this tree goes, Ivy is screwed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's going to film? <laughs> Get back up here. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: well, I think, just to be honest, right, I think it doesn't matter how much of a game plan you have. Mm-hmm. No. you don't, you've got a very split-second reaction. A, you got a very small window to react to something because once it starts going down and your gravity is already taking you down you're done there's nothing you can do you're not just gonna soar through the air and jump on another tree yeah. that's i'll be honest and so unless you hear that pop oh the tree something ain't right yeah and then you just go ahead and make the decision then i'm jump. i'm tucking roll I'm going tuck and roll baby and then taking that chance on maybe did it pop is it gonna fall then it doesn't fall and now you're, <laughs> you're on, the ground. Up on the ground or <laughs> well, it did fall shoulder, and <laughs> you survived I mean, I you know, personally, that's just a risk you're going to take. I, I wonder
2: if there's anyone that's listening has, has ever heard of someone that's ever had that happen and survived and what they did. Yeah. Either went down with it, you know, praying Hail Mary or whatever they could say just to save their life or found some way of jumping off right before it happened and what happened at that point. It'd be interesting.
4: Yeah, Well, being 6'5 and 285 pounds, I've come to the realization that I'm here for a good time, not a long time. When it comes to trees falling down. <laughs> There's not a whole lot I can do,
2: especially if I'm in a climber. You probably couldn't do a tree saddle, right? Because even if you went um, around the tree, you're still bigger than the tree. You know, at least we can kind of hide behind it. That's you're, fat shaming. That is, <laughs> that's not, I mean. <laughs> no, nah,
4: I messing with you. I thought about going to the tree saddle. It's just uh, getting getting up to the point where I can get up there and kind of find a tree Big enough,
2: that can hold you. Yeah,
4: not not that can hold me. (laughs) That just uh, feel comfortable in. Feel comfortable in, Mm -hmm. Uh, because that is a lot of that's a lot of tree that has to
0: be there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, so it's really not right. So if you were in a let's call it a twelve diameter, twelve inch diameter tree. Yeah. I'm perfectly comfortable climbing. Oh, I mean, I can
4: I can hide from it, but it's just getting up there, you know, because I I mean. For Parson, can attest to this. For being this big, I am athletic. Uh, I did play football at Georgia Southern. Uh, I can move a little bit in my old age <laughs> 27. Uh, uh, but just being able to transition from the step, the lock, the single step ladders, whatever you call them, instead of the 20 foot stick that I usually use, it's a little bit harder than you think. Uh, and getting up there and all that, and trying to conceal your scent, uh, it's tougher.
0: So you're saying you sweat a bunch?
4: I sweat like a pig,
0: dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Trees probably sway a little bit more. They do, man. Uh, the
1: other day I was hunting in 30 mile per hour winds, and it felt like I was in a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll be honest. I'm not a. I'm not a. If I if the wind's over 15 miles an hour, there's a good chance that I'm probably not going to go in the woods. Well, even if for it's, like a ground set. But because here's the thing, dude. Y'all, y'all are worried about your tree falling, and well, it's not the tree like I'm that constantly worried. I'm just that saying, came up. but like I'm worried about widowmakers and all the, the <clears> trees above me falling, because that's that has that's a way greater chance. I yeah. <laughs> those. <Y'all> are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uses those as toothpicks. Yeah. Yeah. And no, th- that does, and end 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 that that injury does happen often in the woods. Um, I mean, maybe not often, but it does happen. People do get killed by yeah. falling tree limbs 100%. and stuff. And, yep. and you got a you got a dead tree. And sometimes we maybe not pay, you know. We're I know I'm sometimes can not pay attention to what trees are around me and if they're alive or dead. Um, and say so you get a big wind gust to come through, mm-hmm. and you got a dead tree up behind you or anywhere around you that has a twenty, uh, you know fifteen foot branch. Not even dead tree. A a dead limb. That you know, yeah, that is dead. That wind gust knocks it down, that hits you, you're done. See ya. You know. R. I. P. Hope you had life insurance. Goes back to
4: the same statement for a good time, not a long time. So
1: I'm in the woods. (laughs) Once once it you know, and that's unless it's just like I've got a good good deer on camera and he's daylighting like every day then I'm going to be in the woods regardless but you know um, (laughs) know, it you know just one of those things for me it's just like risk versus benefit if if the winds are super high you got a tropical storm moving through like we just had Mm -hmm. you know that's just that's something that I'm going to be a little bit more cautious about and uh
2: do you go in wearing all your gear? Do you do like you come in with just bottom layers and then layer up, it's getting windier. That's the one thing I always hate is when you're in there and you're, you maybe have just your bottom layer clothing and then it starts getting colder or if the temperature starts to dip, making it colder. Um, and you're like, well, I don't want to move, but I want to put an extra layer on. But if I do, I'm now creating that noise and mm-hmm. uh, noticeability. So how do you?
4: Well, if it is windy, I mean, you don't have to worry as much about noise. That's
0: the great thing. True. That's well, like tonight, I mean, it was so windy. Your grunts. Yeah. I, that, I, I, I could. I could. I mean, I'm. I'm yeah. what? Three, four yards away from yeah. you, and I could barely hear your grunts.
4: Yeah, and that—that's that, always a problem, especially in the wind. Uh, you don't want to be too loud of your grunts. You kind of want to make it as realistic as possible.
2: What time did you start yours? Early or? More uh, early? You
4: know, it, I started. My first grunt set, it was right around the first time I saw deer movement. You know, just just kind of receptive blind calling.
2: And then I, every time... I'm not putting you in a spot, but how, how would you do your grunt sequence?
4: Uh, at this so, right now because of the... At run. this point, I kind of like to throw in, like, realistic... Like, i throw in a... If I have chasing going on, I would throw in a couple of estrus bleeds. You okay. know, and then some contact grunts on top of that. And that's just kind of like your,
2: your first go in. Use like it. A, a can. Yeah. And then oh, I have used my mouth. <laughs> before, but...
1: Okay. Okay. Scott got one on film.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah that's that that awesome. Necessary. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that like when bucks are chasing, and they're grunting, there's a lot of short, choppy. And then when they stop.
3: And so they are kind of look,
1: they'll kind of look around, and then they'll let it like the longer one yeah. out. Have you ever heard but,
2: that? I've never. I've heard people talk about that. Like yeah, a, I can't do it off my tongue, but, but it's like a. No, no that's, that's the skull wheeze. Wheeze, Yeah, but it's just like a clicking. Yeah, yeah. I can't without the actual. Now thing.
1: tonight, I heard a, you know, I may have the wrong, uh, you know, term. What is it? Terminology. A, terminology. for this, but I heard a doe grunt. I guess I don't know it. Ivy, I don't know it's if you heard it. She, she identified, identified as, she a buck. as a buck. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember hearing it, and again, I had like, I seen like you know, fifteen doe tonight. I was covered up in deer. Maybe that doe is smart. If they think
2: I'm a buck with no antlers, they're not gonna shoot me. But there was I'm like, dead. there was
1: like four, there was like four or five deer feeding in front of me, 25, 30 yards, and then I heard. I never heard her coming because the ground was wet, but I, I caught movement and I heard her before she ever got to me. And I was like, oh, that's going to be, a I thought it was a buck. I could hear the grunting. It was just like, as she was, she was in a full trot. She wasn't running. She wasn't walking. She was in a, just a, a focused trot to get somewhere. But she had her mouth open, grunting as she walked, as she was trotting.
4: I never heard it kind of in this period of where And, we are. and, and she it, went I mean, right
1: so to where those other deer were and almost like, it was almost like a territorial thing, um. So, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't know, I've never seen that before. Um, it's unique. I don't yeah. think, I, you know, I was filming tonight, and I don't think I got it on camera. I'll have to check back on my footage. Um, but it was just cool. It was just a cool, um, yeah, it was just a cool thing. I've never known that to be. I mean, I'll do. throw the
4: I'll throw my grunt tube on a doe grunt every now and then just mm-hmm. to see if I can't get some receptive type of behavior. But coming she through, was, she me. was,
1: she was straight up grunting at those other deer um and she came in by herself like it was full recipes. i thought it was about to be a buck you know and i was like nope that's a that's a doe and it was a very big doe very mature deer so and you know, they there's the first ones to go into estrus yep and was, i i mean i remember seeing. Her yeah i mean I, I it was it seriously like it was when she came through the woods the other deer reacted differently she checked adam's apple you know, I didn't. I didn't check it. Um, <laughs> how do you know it's not a baby?
2: Yeah. It was, it was, so, it was a baby. Well, in was 2022, that deer probably identified as a buck. Yeah. So. Well, you know. has anyone started using rattlers?
4: I actually rattled tonight a little bit. Really? Yeah, banged the racks together a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, depending on how close you were, could you hear? Because you said the grunts weren't that loud. How how loud did it seem yeah, perceptively ra- to rat- you?
0: Rattling. Rattling I could hear. It was the grunts. Yeah. And it was really because I think that the that low tone of a grunt doesn't And the where I was wind. projecting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was kind of projecting away on the grunts, whereas rattling, he's a little bit more quarter quartered quarter towards yeah. me. Okay. Uh, so you could you could hear the rattling really good, was that especially in, with was that in
2: your sequence of mm-hmm. the grunting yeah. and the, yeah. the bleaks. Okay. Yes. Well,
0: and that's something. So talking about we're talking about you know what what's the grunt sequence or what some techniques yes. we're using. Talking about rattling now, yeah. something you did tonight, uh, and kind of talk through it and maybe kind of what you learned from doing it tonight. Have you done it before? I have but with the branch.
4: Well, so I usually I hadn't used a branch ever before. I it's just I've always tried to tie my I have the black cracks from the Deer Society. I tie them together and I usually lower them down uh, onto the ground, and then that's how I do it sometimes. Can you Especially say
2: that again. The motion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You didn't see it on camera. We were too bad we didn't record it, but uh, it did not give you the most uh, yeah. oh, favorable wow. motion.
4: Uh, but <laughs> usually, when the ground is dry, you get a lot more kind of like a bug fighting because it it's, it's kind of like a train crash. Uh, if you see it in person, I mean, it's going to draw. You said that from Josh
0: Beaumont, didn't you?
4: No. Well,
0: the thing is, when, when you're talking about when, when you hear a buck fighting, like you, whether you see one, which you, you, yeah. you saw some bucks fight the other night, you will never ever hear yeah. that crashing of antlers without yeah. that, that ground noise, right? The scuffling, the grunting. Like that all comes in comes into play. Like that's all part of making a realistic fight. Mm -hmm. If it's just a grunt, or if it's like just an aggressive aggressive fight type Mm -hmm. grunt versus just rustling leaves versus just antlers crashing together, Mm -hmm. they're three distinct pieces that all make up you know making that picture, making that realistic Mm -hmm. picture of hey, there's a fight going on over here. Yeah, and I think a lot of people leave out that we're in in trees. So how do you make that ground noise? while you're in a tree. It
4: is. It's, it's kind of one of those things, if you're not, if you're not continuously learning from your mistakes, mm-hmm. then you're not, you're not trying to be the best hunter you can be. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I'm not saying that I've always been this great hunter. I'm not saying that I've always shot the biggest deer. I'm part of the problem in games. I've shot 115 inch deer left and right uh, when I first started. Man, it was just that love for it. and then you realize what you're doing to yourself, and you just really want to just watch stuff grow. Uh, Watch it grow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go shoot that 120 inch uh, 7.7. I would off. shoot
1: it. I'd shoot the heck out of it. Ain't you. Yeah. Listen, I I want to touch on that. I want to be. I want to make, wanna make it clear. This, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I want to make it clear to everybody, right? Yeah, I've th- been stressed a couple times. Like I've been touched shooting, <laughs> you know, basket racks or whatever. Like, listen, y'all. Shoot, what you, Shoot want. what you want. If what Ivy does is it doesn't have to be what you do. What I do doesn't have to be what you do. What Travis does, what Scott does. Everybody is on their own mission absolutely. and their own journey in hunting. And if if it gives you joy and yes. gives you satisfaction and puts food on your family's table, then you absolutely you take that deer. And I don't care if it's a freaking spike. But at the same time, don't you know, don't, don't complain. Fell. Don't complain about not. <laughs> oh, well. <God.
2: laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I, I oh, do agree. With, I, yeah, that. But don't. Yeah, don't call yourself a bow hunter and, and hunt with a crossbow. Yeah. Um, Especially with a raven. It's good. Um. But yeah, I've lost my train. There of goes that sponsorship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that just shoot what you want, guys. I mean, you know. Oh yeah. If, if it gives you joy, puts food on your table, and it. Sometimes we can get so caught up, and it's not 130 inches, or it's not 140 inches, yeah. it's not four and a half years old. I don't want to shoot it. Now, if you've got a management program in place, and everybody on the on the land joining is on the same page, you have potential to grow some really stud deer, some five and a half, six some year old does deer. And let them grow.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. But you when you've got use. when you've got 130 inch deer coming by you, that you know if that joker comes two parcels over, is dead. You know. What are you doing there? What are you really... Every, QDMA, everybody's got to be on the same page. If one person in that one block of woods is doing it and nobody else is doing it, you're really... You're not accomplishing anything.
2: You're just wasting the chance of getting a deer. And,
1: yeah. and so, for me, that is... I, I do, I do you try do? to shoot three and a half year old plus. That's like my standard, right? Because I don't want to be so caught up on a four and a half year old deer in Georgia because, let's all be honest... It's not every day that you're going to see a four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half-year-old deer in Georgia just because they don't, they're not, again, they don't get that. They're not, I'm not saying that they're not out there, but it's just not common for them to get that big because yep. we have a ton of hunters in Georgia, right? So, that is my, that, that is my standard, Um i think there should and be a progressive i think there should growth. be you know yeah. I, that's my how son, I
2: he's never had yeah. any yeah, yeah. Oh, a, of course i'm never, never gonna stop that. a kid and shoot a deer well saying like that with me i've had it i'm nowhere near the size of the bucks you've received but i it's been i'm happy with what i've had um but it doesn't sound right when you think of it but um so i'm sitting out there with my son <laughs> okay and with we're like we're talking we've seen pictures of 12 pointers we've seen pictures yeah. of like a thir- I mean, really nice bucks running around not lately and we've been talking to even today. He's like, Well, if a spike comes out, I still want you to take it. I said, Well, you know, we only got two for this year. And he goes, Yeah, but this year's almost over. And he goes, I haven't seen a buck taken yet. He goes, If a spike, I want to take it. I'm like, Okay. To me, that enjoyment of him being able to experience yeah. it, I don't care at that point because it's the experience. Yeah. The meat's going to be there, maybe not as much meat. Yeah. Um, but he's going to learn something and he's going to see something that he's looking for. Now, yeah. that all can show, and we've seen it with the girl that we talked with before or a few, that if you take the biggest buck from the very beginning, if he saw a huge yeah. buck the very first time, he very well could have that chance of, well, the next buck's nowhere near as big. Yeah. I might not, why even go? I could, I think the progression can be a a positive. Start small, like these new hunters. They're waiting for that hundred sixty. That's because of all
4: the
1: TVs. Like I gotta have the biggest. Like then you're going in the same. No, uh, well I hear a lot of people saying. I've had a lot. I've got a lot of buddies. Yeah, I've had a lot (laughs) of buddies come get introduced into bow hunting, and I've kind of like introduced them to it. uh, You know, in the fire department, and they'll be like, "No, man, I'm, I'm." I was like, "Do you see? Do you see anything hunting this evening?" Yeah, man, I've seen a couple, you know, small bucks, but I'm just want to hold out on a shooter. I'm like, "Dude, you're, you've never shot a deer before with your bow. You've got a, <laughs> you've got a, you've got a brand new, uh, you know, like V3X. D- you're gonna lose interest, <laughs> diamond. In it. Yeah, you're gonna lose interest in it if you don't eventually, you know, take that thrill of shooting yeah. a deer. And I remember, man." Back in the day, sometimes I miss those days of yeah, just going up in the woods, uh-huh. not running trail cameras, not running corn, just getting up in a tree and here Beat comes amazed. a good deer and shot it yeah, and that was, I was the, that was the happiest days yeah, of my
2: life. Well, I think that that was was so less best. stressful, dude. Didn't y'all kind of do that today? Yeah, and, well, and that's yeah. what I was going to say.
0: It was like, that was one of the most exciting things about Missouri and Illinois and then about today and then even about the property me, me and you were hunting. You know, we really don't have trail cameras. Missouri, yeah. Illinois, we had a couple pictures here and there, but no, nothing real set. We didn't know what was there. The property that, that me and Jason are, are hunting right now, we put a couple cameras out. But honestly, anytime we go and sit there, you, you you don't know. We're not hunting a specific deer. We're hunting where we think the deer are going to be. Yeah. What good travel corridor. Same thing with where mm-hmm. where and Ivy sat today. You know, cameras only been out there a couple of days, but it is a phenomenal travel corridor. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a great pinch point because of where that, that other hill on the other side yeah. of that creek, they're forced to kind of walk through this, this one pinch point. So you, you don't know. And that's, that's a, that's a different mm-hmm. experience yeah. than a lot of times right now when we're going, hey, we're hunting, you know, this specific deer or, hey, I've got daylight yeah. pictures. I'm going to go sit. Because you, you're going in with an exact right, yeah. expectation. And I think
4: cellular trail cameras have really contributed to that. Because mm-hmm. at least with other old school pools of car, you're still going out there. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I, whenever I used those, I didn't pull them for three four weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't want to burn your spots out. Uh, and you'd still go out and sit. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't know what was there. Yeah. I mean, and the enjoyment of being there was, was it. And then mm-hmm. it just turned it more into a... I wouldn't say uh,
0: an, on, an on-demand on hunting experience yes right? more of a
4: sport than an enjoyment how long have you been using trail cams? Uh, how, uh, as long as I've been hunting okay. well, I've, <laughs> well, it's say, been I'll three, three years for me
2: everybody's been using cams for a long time and yeah. I recently just got them I, I saw the photos they've sent yeah. in the past but until I got the first one through the recommendation I've only my experience yeah. was I walk in I look for poop and I look for signs, and that's where I would set yep. up around yeah. there. And yep. if something came out, I was excited. Yep. That feeling, I actually right felt decision. nervous yeah. because it was like, oh God, I actually found something. I did something right. Instead yeah. of looking at well, now I can see them on camera. Yeah. And then oh, I know when they're coming out. I know when they're not coming out. It's like it almost removes that yeah. touch of.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's a, needs a to be a fine sense. balance. And you know, that's kind of like what we did. Didn't, I did tonight, but you know you. It it is fun to have be hunting a specific deer like I was I was honed in on solo this year and um you know that was I hunted that deer I had multiple sits with him I knew I was patterning him you know and that was that was a fun that was a fun time but it's also I think mixing it in yeah I've Mm -hmm. seen him twice um, with both of y'all Scott filmed the first time and Ivy the second time but I think that mixing in just going out in the woods like i did that time in illinois you know in illinois i just one morning i just took a took my lock my lock on you know in the, in the woods in this part of the property that nobody had been in and around had no clue I was in there hung a set in the dark ended up shooting a a buck that morning um didn't recover it but you know it is what it is but it was still the fact that there's just a sense of accomplishment that comes along with that yeah. style of yes. hunting. And I think it's I think it's important to mix in the trail cams and the patterning out into the, hey, let's go look for sign and just look for a funnel and look for a pitch like point for a corer, and let's get in there sign. and hunt it. Absolutely. And see what happens. And if you do shoot a, a daggone stud in there, it is going to be... Kind of like dude, going on dude, public land and trying to, to find a dude. And so, yeah. you know, but again, back to what I was saying you know, do you don't let other people influence you (laughs) too much into, you know, what you want to shoot and what you, you know, what makes you happy and brings you enjoyment in this sport. And the hunting community, hunting community needs to get their act together and be better when it comes to this and stop bashing people for what they want to choose, what they choose to shoot. Yeah, It's, you know, the hunting community needs to be better Um and you know, we need to come together in, in a world in the day and age in this country where people are hunting is on the back burner in a lot of areas and it's looked at as something that's not really yeah. important, it's violent, it's you know, whatever, it's cruel. You know, the hunting community needs to stick together and, you know, kind of cross arms in this and just get in get on a same understanding and work together on this. And stop bashing other people for what they choose to shoot. Um, that's my two cents on it, and I'm done ranting for the night. But it just aggravates me. Like I, the other day, I seen a guy post a deer. It's like probably 110 inch deer on Facebook. He was proud of it. But the first thing he said uh-huh. said about the deer, the first statement was, "I know it's not the biggest." but... Oh God, I hate that. Um, yeah, dude, be, be happy be with happy. your deer, yeah, bro. Absolutely. You worked on it. You went out there and shot that. Like. We're just so worried about what the next person thinks and their yeah. approval that we lose the passion and joy in doing what we first love to do, and that's yeah. fine. So, shoot what you want. You know, if you want to shoot 150, 160, 170 inch deer, you do that. If you, if a 120 inch deer walks by and it gets you daggum legs shaking, and you want to shoot it, <laughs> you shoot that deer. If a spike walks by and you want to shoot that deer, shoot it. Do you? And don't let anybody influence you otherwise.
2: So I want to add to that, to experience that. Scott, I don't know if you remember, but Eddie, when we went to the old property, we were hunting with rifles, he shot two does. And this was the day we really got into the tracking blood. I mean, every 15, 20 yards, we'd find just the drop of blood. For almost a mile, it seemed like a long trek.
0: Remember
2: that? The moment Eddie found that the first doe, his expression, I mean, he was yeah. in his 50s. His expression off of a doe, that to me is like, he didn't care about what other people think. He didn't, if he, he didn't care about social media, but the fact is yeah. like, he, there was nothing about yeah. anything but that moment we recovered something that took off. And everything that grew into that moment, like, that's probably the coolest part. Yeah. It shouldn't matter about what it was or
1: what people you know, might think. You go by an old-timer's house, my grandpa, the one that got me into hunting, you know, he passed away, but you go through his shed and he's got a bunch of skull plates of little basket racks and stuff that he's got just hanging up and you go to just about any old timer's house that's hunted a majority of his life you're going to probably see just a probably a box full of just skull plates just racks little just you know miscellaneous racks and things that they've killed over the years and i guarantee you that joker's just as happy and proud of that as he is a 150 inch deer there's Absolutely. probably more
2: to it too because probably back then there was legitimate reason yep. to hunt. They fed they their family. They fed them, and that was an a, a actual yeah. form of it instead of having to go to the... There was no camp.
1: trail cams. There right. was not, you know... We we talked about this, a podcast, you know, that's going to be released soon. Uh, the other day, the technology in hunting and bows and stuff now. I mean, we, we all here shoot really nice, fancy bows. I mean, we spent a lot of money on that stuff. But back then, you know, they didn't have that. No. You know, so there was just... You... I just, I, I, th- I just think back on my, like specifically my grandpa, I just know of the antlers that are hanging up still to this day, and if I go to his shed in Habersham, I will see those antlers, and I know that if he was still here, he would tell me about those deer, yeah. and he would be just as proud of them as my 140 inch I have on the wall that I shot a few years ago. I mean, it's, so for me, we got to make sure that we don't get away from that, yeah. and I, I can see as, as a hunting community, the trend is going away from that style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's getting more. So. We're getting too good for our britches. I think. Yeah. So, you know, I think sometimes we need a little humbling and to realize what it's really about, and to the really. The
2: hunters coming in.
1: You know, if I'm not yeah. instilling that passion into my my sons and getting them into it, then what am I doing? This is all in vain because it, if we don't teach them, it dies with us. If yeah. we don't, if we don't teach, spread the good word, do what we need to do as hunters. Get people fired up to get in the woods, you know, encourage people to take what deer they want to take, what makes them happy. Yeah. When we get older and get unable to get in the woods and, you know, end up passing away and and this generation dies out, it dies with us. If you don't pass it on. Yep, true. It does. And when I first started hunting, my grandpa would sit me out in the yard with a thirty five Marlin and it was we weren't looking for a hundred and forty inch deer to walk by. It was whatever walked by, and it instilled a passion in me to hunt. Yeah, and from to this day, you know, it's hunting is, God, you know, my wife, family, and then hunting. Hunting's up there for me.
3: You had to think yeah, about that, huh? <laughs> I, I had to make sure. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I had to make sure
1: I said that right.
3: <laughs> because
1: she will probably listen to this. I had to make sure I was like, God, oh, man. Uh, I think I got it right. Did I get it right? I think I did. I'll know later. When we're in
0: Missouri, that's not the same order that you said. No, no, don't (laughs) get me wrong.
1: I'm done with my rant. I feel like I've ranted enough. But that is, if you get anything from this podcast, suburban hunting is awesome. But also, man, just you know, be safe. Just be safe and do what you want to do. And when it comes to hunting, hunt what you want to hunt. Hunt what makes you happy, and pass it on to the next generation. Pass it on to your kids educate people about it, you know, educate these homeowners. And if you get a chance to knock on a door and ask for permission to hunt, you know, even if you get a know, if you're able to have a conversation with them and educate them on, you know, the importance of game management and being able to actually harvest deer and things like that. Um, yeah, we just, we have such a big responsibility as hunters other than going out there and killing deer.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I would think if, if someone is not willing to go and knock, and express and try to educate. Yeah. Do they truly believe in what they're doing? Well, here's the thing. They might be because they don't know, but do they believe in what they're doing?
0: So we've talked about this. Me mean, Mazel have talked about this a whole lot. As much urban hunting as there is going on, there's very few guys that are actually door knocking. Yeah. Right? Most of it is the, oh, my brother-in-law's has a place that he said you can hunt or hey my, my business partner has a, has a spot they just bought they're not going to be doing anything on it for the next five six months you know you you can go hunt it the, the the there's very few people that are actually going up knocking on a door and going essentially can i have permission on your property here's some rationale behind it so I, that it's, i agree it's because it, it, that is a tough thing right from again the door knocking side from from the roofing piece right you've guys that are knocking on a door to get a roof what well, they're doing to try and get paid right there's a drive behind yeah. they're trying to there that is their job yeah. to go knocking on a door is not a it's it, it is I do sales for a living it's not a comfortable thing no i really yeah. enjoy it just cuz it's it's what i get a thrill out of it's what i really do enjoy doing is sales but to knock on a door cold where you don't know who's going to answer the door you don't know if they're a liberal, you don't know if they're a Republican, you don't know if they're male, female, 68 years old or 22 years old. You have no idea what's yeah. about to answer that door and you've gotta form a sales pitch on why they why they should let you hunt their property. There's not a lot of people doing it. yeah, And very few people doing it with any kind of actual success.
2: Yeah. Good statement, I agree. Yeah.
0: So I think, um, <clears throat> And a part part of Ivy's closing statements will be, uh, "You have ten doe tags. Please use, use them. them. Yeah. Please. What, what, what else you got? What are what are some some kind of lasting words? And yeah, I think it will probably be on here oh, many many more times. But for <laughs> first time on, what do you what do you want to tell people?
4: Get out in the woods. I mean, right. Especially now. I mean, I, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but it, no matter what time it comes out, you get in the woods. Whether it's that deer hunting, turkey hunting. Uh, coyote hunting, squirrel fishing, hunting. squirrel hunting. The best times I've had with friends and family are, have been in the woods. Uh, nothing brings camaraderie together, uh, fellowship with each other than being in the woods and killing the, something big.
1: Which, why you know, we need to take my thermal to the club, you know. We've, we've got such a fun free trip for you us. You have a thermal? Oh
2: yeah. Yes,
1: I have a thermal, oh, yeah. my he AR. He doesn't just go
2: hunting. It's glam. Dude, I mean... Man. And we're talking about hogs, by the way, people. Just,
0: just, just, to clarify, <laughs> just
1: to clarify, yeah. hogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I, I mean why? that would be so cool. Dude, I mean, use, it literally is sitting in my gun cabinet, not. I've got a spot. Can we go i I've got a thousand acres, you know. That's. Got 3,500. That's full of. Which is going? That's going to be an episode. Is is we're going? We're doing a boat ride. We're going down to
0: it's a peanut country.
1: Listen, if you can't, I know you haven't really seen this side of me yet, uh, for those listening, but I am a, I do, I love deer hunting, and I do love turkey hunting. That is, yeah, is, they're both pretty close for me. Um,
2: do you hunt turkeys with a bow?
1: You know, I've never shot a turkey with a bow. I've never hunted a turkey with a bow. Is it that just, something
2: you might be interested in?
1: Uh, it's going to happen this year, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're spot? going to, we're going to that city spot, and we're going to, Put down a turkey with a boat, and it's going to be. Able I mean, to every,
0: every turkey, every every gobbler in that picture, yeah, had a massive beard and spurs you could see for a mile, An inch and a half on spurs. Because
1: they're not being hunted, dude. They're on private land, yeah, and, and they I gobble guarantee everybody. there's nobody because it's city limits. You can't shoot them with a gun, and there ain't many people out there that I think even knows about these birds. And number two, is willing to has access <laughs> because of the land that this property borders to is unhuntable. You can't hunt it you know, it's, so, um,
0: it's off Holly, right? Yeah. No, this one's this actually was off, off of, uh,
1: McEver and Stevens. McEver and, St- ah,
0: it's the other side. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Wink, wink.
1: Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> Ivy's got, Ivy's got some family property down in South Georgia, and, uh, evidently it's full of birds. I haven't been down there, but I know he shot a, shot one this year down there, and so I know me, Scott, I don't know who else from Bo Rush is, is interested in going, but, um, Travis, Travis. Um, a I don't know who all. I see. I don't know who all was like big into turkey hunting. You know, here I haven't had much opportunity but to turkey hunt. But we're gonna. I think there's, that's a place where there's enough birds to <laughs> yeah. where it's big. Literally enough. everybody can like either pair up or do what you hey, want. Hey, let's go X on this side. I'll go on that side. You go on that side. You and have to onyx it. I mean, it's flat. Yeah. Have you
2: guys <laughs> tried the honey calls? Nope.
1: Honey hole game honey calls. Hole calls, yeah. You know me and Scott I, I, down at the leaves Me and Scott, I tried them with him a little bit. The Great calls, man. I mean, just,
0: that was weird. Birds just weren't there. They weren't.
1: It was uh, maybe they it were. was a good morning, you know. But the the turkeys down there, man, they've done so much clear cutting that it's yeah. But the year the year before
0: was when so honey hole when they came came down with us this was fire
1: so opening morning i was on a turkey so at opening morning we were in that part of the swamp i went all the way to the side where your spot is that you deer hunt mm-hmm. went down that road yep. to jerry's area mm-hmm. past the culvert you know right there yep. yeah on the culvert That's where we daybreak were, that's where we were killed them. yeah daybreak i had one hammering right over the river on another property but i got i don't know i was like i guarantee you i can probably call him over the river where he is where they are they either pitch on that side of the river or they'll pitch on our side If mm-hmm. they but they roosh right on that river and um i he i knew he was like where i knew the tree he was in i knew he was probably 40 yards off that river on the other property and i was like he could easily pitch down on our side and i got over there he gobbled probably 10 times on the roost, and i got to just soft calling him and then i next thing i know i heard some somebody on the other property crow calling and then the <laughs> daggum bird shut up and then about 10 minutes after that they shot and then I didn't hear nothing else I just got up and walked out chasing a goose so, um, but I mean, that's a whole tangent but that a lot of content coming turkey season turkey tour coming from Bo Rush you know we've got I got a buddy out in Dawsonville that's loaded down with a private you know private farm um, that's just loaded down with turkeys I shot one there last year um, he does a lot of bow hunting up there for turkeys. Does he usually tags out every year? A um, it's a cattle farm. Yeah, and it's, it, it's a cattle farm, and it's just mm-hmm. the like last year it's I, I really hunted weird. it, and we were like we were like hunting behind hay bales and stuff. Um, so. um Oh you about just dropped that. Um about drop some. <clears throat> We're eating some of this deer from Missouri. That's uh if you hear a That's smacking in the background. Yeah, I'm telling you,
0: shout out to uh Southers over in May- uh, is it Maysville? Merville. Merville, yeah. Over Merville. Southers. 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 What did I say? Southers? Southers that yeah, whatever. Uh this stuff is phenomenal. We're eating their their little slum gym sausage sticks.
1: It is pretty good. Um but yeah, so Turkey Tour uh twenty twenty three is coming up. Um you know, like Ivy's got some property we're gonna we're gonna invade, and um, we only get two tags in Georgia now, but we're gonna make those tags count and get some good footage. I
2: oh, yeah. got two tags, but you got kids.
0: Yeah, but this has been the strongest case so far for uh, for trying to have kids, get extra tags, <laughs> and you can start shooting spikes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All eleven pointers, eh? Georgia eleven. Good old
1: Elevens. Good old Georgia eleven.
2: If you think about it, kids give you now four bucks. If you got three kids, don't you have three? I have two. Two. So now you got six. I had both yours. Huh? <laughs> 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 yes,
1: yeah, so You're both mine. There yeah. is no denying that. Nope Milkman, huh? Mm-hmm. So.
4: One of them's already taller than you. Wow!
0: <laughs> this is a Kevin Hart and Box uh, situation.
4: Me and Parson go way back. We went through uh, Hall County's fire recruit school together. He was in. My, he was one of my grooms at my wedding. So
1: I was, wasn't
4: I? Yeah. <laughs> he was standing right beside me. It was real cute. I put, put him in a baby Bjorn. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm choking on sausage <laughs>
3: yeah are you <laughs> wow are you now but
1: again another episode you know glad we had ivy on here um us the input. of course
0: yeah. the big thing is ruts kicking in get out go hunt uh if you've got a cool story cool experience please uh reach out to us let us know uh we'd love to, love to have you on talk about it it's all about sharing experiences right I agree. That's what what hunting is. It's not always about
2: the fame. It's about telling a story that someone can learn from.
0: And we're all one big family. Every now and again, we have a giant celebrity like Ivy Kennedy on. (laughs) Oh oh, gosh, (laughs) I
4: wouldn't say celebrity, but he is
0: giant. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. guys. Till next time.
2: Thank, thank, Thank you.
0: Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, enjoyed the latest episode of My Bow Rush. Yeah, sitting here, me, Chasten, and Travis, uh, yep. we enjoy the opportunity to be able to bring new guests to you. Uh, if you can, like and follow us on our social medias. Uh, you can always find us at, just straight at our website at thebowrush.com. Mybowrush.com. Yeah, I do it every time at mybowrush.com. Um, or the Bo rush podcast just google us find us uh, all of our socials are on there and share it and share it and then uh, give us give us some feedback is there someone you want us to talk to is there something you want us to talk about or is there something you have you want to come on and talk about that's what this podcast is a place for everyday jane's and joe's to come on and talk about uh, their hunting experiences, time in the outdoors, time with you know their kids or their dads or their moms, whatever it is, and feel free reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. Um, and as always, this is Scott. I'm Travis,
1: and it's Chasten. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week.